0: To what do you think? I'm Al. I'm C. And today we are reviewing the much talked about, and maybe not for reasons that are uh, savory director, to say the least. Yeah, that the director would appreciate, uh, but the much talked about uh, thriller uh, from Olivia Wilde. Uh, Don't worry, darling. Uh,
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. Listen, listen, listen. Olivia Wilde, she has truly done a lot. She made book
0: smart which got a lot of praise is that doing a lot see uh, just what? making book smart is that doing a lot hold
1: hold on hold on she's been she's been acting for quite a while and you know she's done a lot of good performances she'd made book smart which i think was a good movie i enjoyed it um and Look, did you, okay, here's here's a good example, Al, because I know you're a fan of this show. Did you
0: enjoy her role in House? As 13, of course. I thought she was- now, you
1: rewatched it recently.
0: I did. I recently rewatched the entire series of House because I was like, I need a TV show to have on the background while I'm working. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, House is so good that I had to pay attention to every episode. So that (laughs) that kind of screwed me. Uh, But no, she's very, very good as 13. Um, And it's interesting- she's so good in that, like that, that as I was watching it, I kept saying to myself, like, you know, I kept saying to myself, like, Oh wow. I can totally see how like movie producers, cause uh, she, she blew up while shooting that show. She was in Tron. She mm-hmm. was in like a bunch of thrillers here and there. Um, she blew up and I kept thinking to myself, like, Oh, I can totally see how a producer would watch this and be like, get me that actress's phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, every time she kept disappearing, because you know, she she's she was only ever a season regular for like two seasons, two and a half seasons.
1: Gotcha. And
0: every time she kind of disappeared from the show, I kept thinking to myself, like, oh, that she's shooting a movie, oh, she's shooting Tron, oh, she's shooting this, oh, she's shooting that Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she uh she she had a very charismatic presence. And listen, I, I have my quills about Book Smart. Um, mostly being that I've seen that movie before when it was called Super Bad. Well, everyone, everyone, even in I can still compare it to Super Bad and still enjoy it. Though. I mean, for God's sakes, it literally they could have made Booksmark a sequel to Super Bad because they have Jonah Hill's actual sister. real life sister yeah. as the Jonah Hill character, the Jonah Hill analog. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I saw it and I said to myself, like, okay, it's super bad, but it's not a bad super bad copy like certain no. other movies out there yeah. it's um, one of the it's one of the significantly better ones i would say I, I, listen I, maybe maybe the whole world is gaslighting me or maybe i have no taste but to the life of me i cannot understand how people with a straight face tell me that book smart was one of the best films of that year when it came i did I'm, I'm not saying that but i no, enjoyed- no, no. but people were putting it on best of lists and well you know i i don't know i i I don't know i don't know maybe i'm crazy uh but listen um i would i've been racking my head on like what should be our opening question to start talking about don't worry darling and i think
1: actually i have a question for you oh al how did you first hear about don't worry darling
0: uh, okay. That's actually a lot better. Well, yeah, that's a lot better than the question I was going to ask. Let's start. And you can ask me your question. Okay. Um, oh, that that's actually really good. Maybe we should start doing that more often. You ask me and then I ask you. There you go. Uh, so I heard about Don't Worry Darling when I downloaded some blacklist scripts of, <laughs> online.
1: For those of you who don't know, which to the 30 listeners, I know you guys know, but if anyone doesn't, there are two types of blacklist. You can be blacklisted from Hollywood where you basically can't work again. And then there is the blacklist. It is a screenplay competition open to all. And am I right in saying that every winner for many years is at the very least made, even if it's released straight to DVD, but it is at least made?
0: Okay, so... My understanding—I I really should have looked up the rules, but I didn't. I apologize. You have to pay, so you do have to pay. Yeah, you uh, do have to pay.
1: Yeah, you have to pay to submit to it uh, every time.
0: And there isn't a winner. There's like a a there's like it's like a list of like the best unproduced screenplays of of said year.
1: And I should say it
0: isn't it isn't so much a contest. You submit it, and then
1: someone reviews it, and then if that someone really likes it, they pass it up the chain, so to speak. Yeah. And eventually, you know if there's one they really like that's the one that's like deemed okay of this year of the ones that have been submitted onto this form this one it we deem or the majority of people have deemed as our favorite so yeah. that seems to be how it works yeah
0: that that seems to be how it works and um you know i basically there I, are I no
1: second or third places
0: in it no 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 it's just a list it's just a list that's released and normally it's actually very very common that when that list gets released the the screenplays that make that list end up getting made mostly yeah. I, the, or are, bought yeah or bought at the very least bought and like worked on so yeah. so if you, if as a writer as a screenwriter if if your work gets on that list be you're you're almost certain to get a call from an agent or a studio executive about Buying, uh, buying your uh, your project. So yeah, hey.
1: which more power to
0: you, truly. and yeah, more Anyone, power to you.
1: Any writer who is who is who has
0: gotten to that level, they know what they're doing. So, uh, basically, uh, someone online had posted like a bunch of links for PDFs of like blacklist uh, screenplays, and I downloaded the zip file, and "Don't Worry, Darling" was one of them. Uh, I read it, and I said to myself, "Huh." I, I guess anyone can get on the blacklist. <laughs> like, like, okay, okay, that's being really mean. Uh, that's being really, really mean. Um, Basically, after I read it, I, I said to myself, like, oh, I, th- like, because at the time I kept thinking, if you're on the blacklist and you've pretty much made, like, the best screenplay since Chinatown. And after I read Don't Worry Darling and Passengers, and I, I forgot what other one was in that. The thing. Height of the
1: the... Hu- the height of the blacklist is eighth grade for a lot of people. I know that.
0: Yeah. Well, this was, this was during uh, like either college or right after college for me. Oh, wow. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, no, I remember reading it and said to myself like, oh, well, this is, this is a script, I guess. Um, and, you know, I totally forgot about it until I heard that Olivia Wilde had uh, signed on to, uh, had signed on to this be her next directorial project. And she hired uh, her writer from Booksmart, Katie Silberman, to do a page one rewrite on the original Blacklist script that was written by Carrie and Shan Van Dyke. They're, they're actually brothers. Um, and I, I said to myself, like, okay, I know exactly why she signed on to this. Um, I hope she can fix the flaws that I, I had with the screenplay. And I'm certain she will, because you know the the release said page one rewrites. So I said, okay, I know why she signed up for this, and I'm glad she's rewriting it because if you make this like, if you make make this exactly as it is, there's people are gonna have some problems. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so you know, then I heard, um, I heard uh, Florence Pugh was interested in the project, and then that she signed on, and I and that's when I was like, okay, well. She's get it it was Florence Pugh and uh, Shia LaBeouf was the next thing I heard about. I said, okay, well, she got good actors, so it's going to be this is going to be really good. And then like it was maybe like a month or a month and a half later, I heard, oh, Shia LaBeouf is no longer involved. Now it's Harry Styles and Chris Pine and Gemma Chan. And I said to myself, oh, and Olivia Wilde was going to be in it as well with Nick Kroll. And like there were all these names. So and this isn't a spoiler because, you know, I mean, it's a spoiler for the original screenplay, or I guess, or it just shows you how the original screenplay was was that originally this was basically a, a two two-person story. It was just the husband and the wife in the screen mm-hmm. in the blacklist screenplay, right? And yeah. when I when I started hearing that there were gonna be all these other characters, I said to myself, Oh, oh wow, they really changed everything because now it's like a sort of it's a, it's a it's a traditional narrative with with supporting players which wasn't in the in the original screenplay so i said okay so she's really changing stuff okay we'll we'll see what happens and you know then you don't hear anything about the movie and then you hear about all the drama that happened all the gossip and 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 basically i i walked into this wondering okay uh did all the off Offset drama of the project affect the actual movie, and is it bad or is it or has that stuff not mattered? And all the changes Olivia Wilde and Katie Silverman made made an actual interesting thriller, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of where, where my thoughts going into into this uh, into this movie. Uh, now, see, my question for you, and it's not nearly as an interesting one as you had for me. But my question for you is does the presence of Florence Pugh make you believe in this movie? Even after hearing all the drama that happened offset. Are you asking before I saw it or after I saw it? Before you saw it.
1: So I think that Florence Pugh is without a doubt, a very talented, talented actress. She Genuinely, I have yet to see of the films I've seen her in. I have yet, even if my opinion of the film itself was a little not the best, even I was like, oh, but she was good. Like I've never, I've not, I've yet to see a performance where she's not good in it. Truly. She seems to have this really, she's one of those actors who has this really good ability to know exactly what the role needs to be.
0: Question. And at, let me know if I'm wrong. I'm assuming you haven't seen her stuff in the MCU, have you? No, I have not. So okay, okay. I understand that
1: people did not love her performance in Black Widow. So I have not, I did not see Black Widow. I don't know. But in what I've seen, which I, let me think, has been um, uh, Midsummer, uh, Little Women, Um, and now, um, don't worry, darling. I think there was something else I saw her in. Fighting with my family? Uh, no, I didn't see that, but I heard she was very good. Outlaw King? I did see Outlaw King. So, okay. I forgot she was in that, but, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But my point being is of the things that I've seen her in, I have yet to see anything where she was bad, even if I didn't think the movie was top notch or perfect, so when I saw that she was in it and I was hearing bad things I'm like okay well maybe maybe this is one of those things where the where the acting alone kind of pulls this through like there are movies like that where it's like damn that performance like that was really good and usually it's kind of like a good example of this is um Cop Shop where it's fun, but it's not like the greatest thing. And and to be clear, it was one of my top 10 the year it came out, but the propelling force of that movie were the performances. All of them. That was the propelling force. So my thinking and hearing about this and all the problems they were having and the reviews, I was like, okay, maybe there's a scenario where the performances alone are the propelling force of this, uh, movie. Uh, and that, that was the holdout hope I had. So that's sort of the answer to that question before. Um, after well we'll get into that
0: all right so without further ado how about you and me we we watch this uh this trailer which has been out uh,
1: forever by the way
0: that's true god it's it's been out for so freaking long
1: it's the outside of the elvis trailer it's the one that i got most annoyed with for how often it played
0: yeah so let's watch this trailer for the last time and give our review let's go I have, it, I have it, I have it, I have it, Focus, right here.
1: I have a little drink. Yeah, I will.
0: You're the me. Always. You and me. Dad. All of you wives, we men, we ask a lot, we ask for strength, food at home, a house clean, and discretion above all else. Boys and their toys, at least we know they're getting work done. Welcome to the Victory Project. We're all here because we believe in the mission. What are we doing? Changing Changing the world. What are we doing? Changing Changing the world. world. That's right. What do you think they're really doing out there? What do you mean? The one thing they ask of us is to stay here. Where it's safe.
1: Do you even know what the Victory Project actually is? Have you ever asked? Do you? Please. What's actually happening? Stop it, Alice.
0: What if this place is dangerous? What if- Stop it! No. Jack. It's okay. I'm curious to hear where she's going with this.
1: I need you to listen to me. They're lying about everything. We are not going backwards, we're pushing forward! Everyone is acting like I'm crazy. And I'm not crazy.
0: Our life together. We could lose this.
1: And I don't want to be here anymore. All righty. Now, it's interesting you chose that trailer because about halfway through the ad campaign i think they did make an adjustment in the type of trailer that was playing
0: um yeah this was the one that came out uh five months ago god has think... it been that long
1: yeah uh, it came wow. out
0: or it came out within the wait five. Oh wow you're right yeah yeah so that that's a that's a pretty long ad campaign i mean yeah. so ad campaigns usually start when the first trailer drops and you know just it just keeps playing over and over until we go crazy.
1: Um, now, who real quick? I'm sorry, who produced this? It was
0: this. This was Warner Brothers. This is a Warner Brothers production. So
1: that that's what I thought. The reason why I ask is, so we all you you were well aware of what Warner Brothers has been going through, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, actually, that's 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 true. Also, kind of explains why, like another Warner Brothers production, Elvis, why that trailer kept playing. so freaking long. So the
1: the reason is, and then we can get back to what we would normally do here, but so apparently, and you might already know this, but I don't know if everyone here does. Basically, very early on, Warner Brothers, for the amount that they were cutting back, made a very conscious decision of what they were releasing and what they weren't. Apparently, they have quite a few movies waiting to go that are done, but they haven't even released advertisements for after Elvis came out, Warner Brothers made a very conscious decision and they still have that they were only going to release two more movies within this year alone. They are or were um, Don't Worry Darling and The Anticipated Black Adam. That's it. Think about that for a moment. This is not, we are in a, we are in a year where A24 ha- is, has released more movies than Warner Brothers.
0: What? What? You know what? I did know about that and I totally forgot and that make it's it's shocking when you think about it like that's right this and Black Adam like and Black Adam's coming out this month. So there's no Warner Brother project for Christmas. No. This
1: was their sort of Oscar t- contender, I think.
0: Oh my usually, god.
1: Think about that because oh. usually Warner Brothers would have released packed out packed. There's another movie Warner Brothers intended to release in December, but they're not going to. Uh
0: it was it was Aquaman, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Really? It was Aquaman. Okay. It was either Aquaman or Shazam. And they didn't want to release it because Avatar's coming out in Christmas. Avatar That's two. Right. And the fact that
1: they're not even deciding to
0: they're not doing
1: a competition film. They're just like, nope, we we're not we're not even gonna bother.
0: Wow. That's insane. That is insane. I I told, I never this thought is about Warner it. Warner like Brothers. Yeah. If they're this was like, any
1: other company, I'd be like, "Well, yeah, they're they're just not they're not of that scale,"
0: but yeah, no, dude, that's like, crazy. Warner Brothers, that's... yeah. And listen, I okay, so I would, hmm, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't say I have a favorite studio. I, I, I think I don't. I I don't. I don't do but I would say that more often than not, a Warner Brothers project would more than likely mean that the quality like like you could be a bit more sure of the quality of a Warner Brothers project than you would have like say a Paramount project um well it's also one of the main. it's like it's the big five from our childhood well yeah um like like Paramount you know Paramount releases stuff like like the Clifford movie or or um or like Which
1: they released that on the download, or, which I'm shocked because it's a kids movie.
0: Um. Oh yeah. So ba- basically, when when something like Paramount, Universal, like when Paramount releases like a kids movie or Universal releases like a horror movie or a thriller, like you can never be sure if it's going to be at least competent. But with Warner Brothers, you always were like, okay, if Warner Brothers is willing to put their name on this, um, then it 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 has to be at least somewhat, you know, passable. Mm-hmm. Right, obviously there are exceptions. I mean Suicide Squad being one of them. Yeah. Um oh no,
1: every big company big company has a bomb yeah. has a bomb.
0: But um but yeah, no, I never I never thought about like how crazy it is that literally there's only one more Warner Brothers project on the docket and we're only in October. Yeah. Wow. But um
1: but do you think they're even gonna submit for the Oscars? They might not.
0: What do they have? <laughs> they don't. Exactly. They don't have so so. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't worry, darling. It's not an Oscar contender. So no, that's it's it for not. our review. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We're done. We're not. And talk then about this. cut to next
1: year during our Oscars awards, like
0: when Olivia Wilde accepted the Oscar. It was
1: like, can you imagine?
0: Well, if if that happens, then definitely the project that is United States of America has failed. Oh, that's mean. Uh but that's no, in, in all in all honesty and obviously normally C I ask your thoughts on the film first. Um uh-huh. before we start on that let let me just say uh, we're not going to spoil the movie. Um it's pretty easy to talk about this movie without spoiling it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um the one thing I will say before I let C give his thoughts on the film. Sure. Uh, so don't worry, darling. Is a particular subgenre of the thriller, of the mystery thriller. It's it's that subgenre of the what the hell is going on movie, mm-hmm. where the first half is setting you up to be like, what the hell is going on? What is happening, right? And the second half and the climax is to present to you the answer of like, well, this is what's going on. This is what's actually happening, and you know, no matter how well you do that first half, right? You could, you could be creating a clusterfuck, a mental clusterfuck of a movie where you're filled with anxiety going like, what's happening to these people? What's going on? I'm so scared. I'm so confused for them. Mm -hmm. But if that second half, if the resolution, like if the resolution, the resolution has to first pass the, the first has to pass the eye test in the sense of like, does this make, can this make sense in the moment? Right. Because because the thing about these movies is that it only has to make sense in the moment. The moment you walk out of that theater, they're like, okay, let it be whatever it is. Right. But it has to make sense in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it has to it has to feel it has to feel validated. It has to you, ha- you actually have to feel like, okay, this this is um this is what's happening. It makes sense. And I can feel the character struggling with this revelation and how they deal with it and obviously the you have to feel like the characters dealt with it in a way that that you're satisfied with Mm -hmm. um you know and when movies when that type of subgenre fails at that you know or doesn't do as good a job as it could have you end up with something like us where Mm -hmm. the big question is like well what are these copies what are they doing what's going on and while Jordan Peele did a really good job creating a, 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 character arc with a twist, um, you know, it's uh, it, it worked, it worked really well in terms of the character that Lupita Niango played the actual like revelation of what the hell was going on. Like in the moment, people were like, wait, what the fuck? Like people in the theater were going like, wait, what the fuck? And, you know, it didn't feel, it didn't feel make sense in the moment you didn't feel like the characters dealt with it in a way that you were satisfied with and then the way it ended just made you feel like w- w- there really wasn't an ending um and you know it's it's actually funny uh what the most famous what the hell is going on movie actually isn't a what the hell is going on movie it's a ghost story it's uh the sixth sense mm-hmm. that movie doesn't that movie doesn't even present to you like, what the hell is going on? It presents to you a ghost story. And then it reveals something that makes you go, wait, what the fuck was going on this whole time? And then you realize like, oh my God. And, you know, and then obviously it makes sense in the moment. Uh, the character deals with it in a way that you you feel is believable. And the, resol- the resolution feels satisfying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know with these types of movies, you have to really stick that landing and, uh, see what would you, what, what are your thoughts on how this movie stuck the landing? Obviously don't go into spoilers, but you know, so it, it, it didn't to be unfortunately
1: fair. Um, but without spoiling, here's my thing with it. I watched this and Okay. I wanted this movie to be good because like it's, it looked really pretty. Um, The acting from the, some of the acting was really good. Like I kept wanting this to really work. I wanted this to be a unique film that like, despite all the hurdles it went through in production, which that's its whole, that's a whole thing, that it it comes out the other end and perseveres. so I genuinely was rooting for it. Um, but there's a moment where it starts making these missteps and the missteps build. And then you get to a moment where you have, I think what were meant as literal red herrings, but then it's like, it's it delves so much, it puts so much investment into that red herring, especially visually that you just get mad that they then don't do anything with it at all in the slightest. Um, and then like, once you get to the halfway point which I think the halfway point was the parties, the, not the dinner party, but the crazy party. Yeah. Okay, that's the halfway point. And I'm at, at that moment, I'm watching this and I'm like, I checked out at that moment. I was like, all right, I, I, I've tried. I can't, This is this is weird. This, I'm not invested. Um, Plus the inciting incident, the official inciting incident took a really long time, but they were trying to build up to it in a strange way. So for me, I was rooting for this until it was giving me nothing to root for. That's basically was my experience with this. That being said, there are some things about this that I can appreciate but at the end of the day it just i just was sad that this movie wasn't what i think it could have been um and th- that's what i walked out like i walked out feeling sad at the end of it i was just like man
0: you know bad. you know it's uh, it's been said many many times in in our personal lives and by by public filmmakers, you know it's been said many many times that the only path forward to make a truly great movie, like like it ha- like a truly great movie, has to be with a good script. Mm-hmm. That that's the only way you can make a good movie with an okay script, but it will never be great. You well, can... I think you
1: need a good script and good actors for the record.
0: Well, yeah, but but the thing the thing at least I've always been told in my personal life was that. You can make an okay movie with a not great, not good script, but it'll never be good. The only way to reach the level of greatness is that the script has to be good. And by a good script, it has to have compelling narrative, compelling characters, and it, it has to it has there there has to be an inner logic to it that doesn't break you out of the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. That's really important because the thing is, the thing is people are like, "Oh, well the story is really interesting cuz it takes all these crazy turns, the characters are so unique." But if the turns get so crazy that you you know how like when you're reading a story and you're in the story, you really feel like you're you're experiencing the narrative you're being told and then mm. it just goes in such a weird crazy direction that you realize like you're back in your room reading the book. A screen mm. a screenplay's job is to make sure that doesn't happen. Because if that happens while you're reading the page, it's going to happen while you're watching it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, with this film, in my opinion, mm-hmm. this film, well, okay. I did a bit of research on this film, especially on the writers, the Van Dykes, the Van Dyke brothers. Mm-hmm. They started their careers as writers for sci-fi programming, like, like the sci-fi channel, mm-hmm. right? And you know the Sci-Fi Channel is responsible for all those as- asylum movies. The Sci-Fi Channel is not known to creating like good original content for that channel. Mm-hmm. But only known- a handful of times. Right, right. I mean, for God's sakes, like when you're when you're claimed to famous, that like, well, we produced uh, Sharknado. You're like, oh wow. Um, but these guys, you know, they were like, no, we want we want to we want to writing write a, I guess you could say a feature length. Twilight Zone episode, Mm -hmm. and you know, to their credit, it got on the blacklist. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I read it, I said to myself, well, you know, the 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 premise is interesting, the reveal is interesting, but the the way the reveal is presented to us, the way the way the way the mystery lockbox is opened. Mm-hmm. where you're like okay the lock box looks pretty good it it's really interesting it captures my eye but man when i turn that lock it's kind of it's kind of tough to turn and the reveal you're like oh okay I, I, the box is prettier than what's inside right? that's and actually I, that's a
1: great analogy for this movie the box is prettier than what's inside
0: yeah and you never want that you want what's inside to be as pretty as what's outside right mm-hmm. you want you want it to be worth that you put that key in there Terson and opened it mm-hmm. right and unfortunately, Katie Silberman and Olivia Wilde, when they took the reins on this project, mm-hmm. they saw what was inside uh, and they said, that's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: they kind of took, actually, no. They took what was inside and said, eh, we can make it a bit blander or, 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 or let's sand it and make it look a little uglier. I don't think that that wasn't their intention. No, no, I don't think that was their intention. I I think they genuinely thought that sanding it would make it look prettier. And in my view, and I would actually think in your view as well, the sanding, it just kind of made it a little worse. Not, I think what their perspective was, is we need to make this more approachable. I think that's genuinely what they thought.
1: Yeah. And in turn, they didn't, they didn't fix the actual problem.
0: Yeah, no, that's that. Yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. Um. The, the, the thing is, is that, and see, I'm sure you would agree, mm-hmm. when, when the reveal is presented, mm-hmm. did we not hear someone say, that's some bullshit? Yes, we did. And here's the thing, for anybody who ever wants to write a mystery thriller of this, what the hell is going on genre, if an audience member says, that's some bullshit, page one, rewrite yeah, because because if 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 the audience in the heat of the moment says that's some bullshit, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Your movie isn't your your story is, is it, 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 your story isn't going to get good reviews. Your story yeah. isn't going to get good cinema score ratings. It's just not. And it's in not. this business, that's kind of what that's kind of what you need to survive. And uh, yeah, um that's my biggest problem with the movie was the reveal because I read a review that said the reveal is the reveal. The reveal is like, it makes somewhat sense, but the moment you think about it, like going like, Oh, I guess that makes sense. You're going to be like, wait. And then all these thoughts as you're watching the movie is going to appear in your mind. And you're going to say to yourself, that's some bullshit. And mm-hmm. a, for a film of this genre, that is a death knell. That is, mm-hmm. that just completely, completely fucks you over.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's my biggest issue with the movie. The the biggest I have. And there are other issues with the movie that just kind of set it on a path of like, well, it's, you know. Because there's been movies in this genre where the reveal is kind of, I'll say it, it's bad. Mm-hmm. And you're like well the cinematography the performances uh the set pieces they were really well done you know this this, you know what a good example
1: i'm sorry to interrupt real quick yeah you know what a good example of where the reveal was bad but everything else like the cinematography production value acting was great what dreams may come that's a great example of that where the reveal kind of sucks but everything else about it is quite
0: good yeah uh, what Dreams May Come is a really good example. See, Us is another really good example. Yes. Where where you're like, wait, so they're just clones that have been underground for decades? Yeah. Where, where you think about it in the moment, you're like, that makes no sense. But you know what? Everything leading up to it, like the performances, the cinematography, the music yeah. was really, really good. And unfortunately, with uh, Don't Worry Darling, and see, I'm sure you'll agree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: in the case of one performance a, a a very big chunk of the movie which is around this performance folks it ain't good and okay well,
1: let's not reveal okay we can talk about that guys no. oh what well, what we're we gonna say
0: no, I was I was gonna say Harry Styles is not good yeah, in this.
1: He's not good in this. Let's be clear. There are two good performances from this movie. And they're not Harry Styles. Florence Pugh knows exactly what this movie needs to be, and she does a great job. And Chris Pine does a great job. Here's the problem with that though. Chris Pine is not even in a fourth of this movie, if that.
0: Yeah. He's he's the You want a
1: compelling villain, but he's barely in it.
0: Yeah, he's he's barely in the movie um he's the villain role he's not the co lead the co lead or or the second lead is harry styles's character mm-hmm. and folks he's he, he's fine doing big emotions like anger fear or like and he's fine being charismatic mm-hmm. but that's about it the subtle the subtlety that his role requires no for not like there. it's bad it, it's it's like like okay so the reveal's not good but it's not helped by the fact that a big chunk of the reveal hinges on harry styles being a good performer and he's not he's just not and what makes it worse is that he can't even do a rudimentary american accent
1: well, oh my god that's
0: one thing we're watching
1: this and we're like wait why is my ear hurting when he talks and you're like oh he can't get the accent down and folks it is to the point where we
0: can tell they had to add a line about that oh my god it's like when i read a report that said that shia labeouf was originally cast uh but then like you know you remember that there was a big blow up that shia labeouf or, or Olivia Wilde tr- tried to imply that she that La- she fired Shia LaBeouf because mm-hmm. of you know his Me Too allegations, mm-hmm. but in reality Shia LaBeouf quit on his own accord, and Olivia Wilde was trying to get him back. Well, also we there was clearly some tension on set between him and Florence Pugh, Florence Pugh that we don't fully know. No, yeah. So, so um, Olivia Wilde responded to that going like, "Well, actually." When I when I gave my original list of actors I wanted for the role, I wanted Harry Styles, mm-hmm. and then uh, Shia LaBeouf uh, became a Shia LaBeouf was only available, so I always wanted Harry Styles. And I'm like, after watching this movie, I'm like, if you wanted Harry Styles from the beginning, what is wrong with you? We get it, you're fucking him, but what is wrong with you? Because listen, I'm not I'm not going to condone the shit Shia LaBeouf does. We all know the man has his issues and I hope he works them out. And I hope anyone who's been a victim of his insanity, you know, I I hope, I hope they're in a better place and they're as far away from him as possible, but let's, let's get something straight here. Shia LaBeouf is one of the better actors of his generation. He just is. And he can do what the role demanded. Harry Styles can't even do a decent Midwestern American accent. Like, like it's so bad that, you know, he, he he tries to mask it by, you know, not raising his voice off uh, up a certain volume. Do you notice that? That, like, yeah. his voice sounded really soft compared to everyone else? Did you notice that? I noticed no, it, that. No, it was soft, but it was also... Like, he wasn't mumbling, but it was never like he was at a lower volume than everyone else. Yeah. And, and the moment where he has to yell and scream, he goes... He his he he goes full British, right? Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't. Oh, it. And, and then the movie, like at the third act, has to be like, oh well, th- this throwaway line is going to explain everything, and it's like, no, that's bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. Also,
1: for the record, I can't say what scene, but you can see a light, and not like a light that's supposed to be there. You can see a uh, a. It you might a, have been a one. You 1K. see a set light. You see, you, a, see a, you see a on set light. Yeah,
0: yeah. like a one k or something.
1: And here's the thing: this is this the cinematographer is the guy that Darren Aronofsky uses all the time. That is crazy that that wasn't caught.
0: I mean, it, it happens more often than not. I don't know. That. Let me. That's not that. true. When it happens, you know, you get surprised of like the movies it happens in. Like it's not always like bad Z level movies. Mm-hmm. But you know it has happened in in like A-list productions. But this was a mirror, okay, for the record, it was a mirror that they put up on the set. And I don't know. Yeah. The the uh, the other big problem with this movie and see you mentioned this is that in the first setup of like what the hell is going on, the the movie basically goes, let's throw all these red herrings and were any of them really like were any of them really like related to the reveal? I'm trying to think. No, so let's think about it. the two big ones are the red plane, which I
1: still don't understand, and the earthquakes, which I also didn't understand like what those actually were. Those are not addressed other than, oh, well, that's related to this thing when they all do this. But it's like, but how?
0: It doesn't make sense. It it, it doesn't make sense. And the thing is, is that like the, the point of a red herring is that you show it once, It in in universe, it doesn't register. It should only register with the audience, because they're like, well, what was that all about, right? That's to throw you off. That's an intentional filmmaking technique, a narrative technique to throw you off, where the audience notices it. The the narrative wants the audience to notice it, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't register in universe. Mm -hmm. All these, quote unquote, red herrings are acknowledged and noticed by Florence Pugh's character. And so you're thinking, okay, so this does have something to do with the narrative, and yeah, it the the movie goes like, oh well, well this is the reveal. Well, what about all this shit? <laughs> Who's asking you about that? You did by you bringing you, it you, up. You've brought it up, and more than once. It's, uh, and you know, you mentioned you mentioned how Florence Pugh is uh, is good in this. Man, like, do you ever watch a movie where you're at you? You're mad that there is a really well done performance in, and everything else just fails around it. Yeah, um, I think I
1: there's a few actors who. Well, one of one of my professors once told me that sometimes what actors do when they realize the movie isn't working, if they realize it at that point, if they're obligated to be in it, they just make they ensure that they are not the bad thing in it. Mm-hmm. and I, it is possible that's what Florence P was doing mm.
0: cuz she she gives such a she gives such a believable vulnerability to her character mm-hmm. where where you sense the suffocation she feels and you know it's it's a very it's a very obvious suffocation i mean this movie this movie presents itself taking place in the 50s so mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you know, being a housewife, you know, being stuck at home, how oppressive it feels, you know, yeah, that's stuff that's been done before. We've all seen the Stepford Wives, Mm -hmm. but, you know, she gives an authentic vulnerability to it, like almost like a claustrophobic type anxiety that Mm -hmm. you really buy it. You know, when, when she goes through her, her episodes of like time loss Right. You really believe the fear she exhibits when she's like, wait, how did I end up here? Mm -hmm. What what happened? I I don't remember like the past, like two hours, Mm -hmm. you know, you really feel that when she starts noticing weird things happening in front of her, but they're only happening in front of her and not in front of everyone else, Mm -hmm. you know, that fear, that paranoia, it's really, really believable. And, and you, you empathize with her character, but it's like, but you also don't believe you believe she loves harry styles you do not believe he loves her yeah you really don't and again that has to do with the fact that listen maybe one day harry styles will be an okay actor maybe not today nope not today he you know acting is not just yelling screaming throwing things or or crying right or making a fool of yourself crying right or Mm. or 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 doing the big emotions not just that or making love, right? It's not there just was a lot of in this movie. Yeah, you, you know, you know something that the, the drama really started when the first, the first like commentary Olivia Wilde gave over this film was like, "Oh, uh, you're gonna see Harry Styles eat out Florence Pugh." And uh, apparently, it was that commentary that kind of turned off Florence Pugh to Olivia Wilde.
1: You yeah because she was uncomfortable it's like well why are you advertising well, well, this well, in this
0: why yeah why are you advertising the movie as as like Harry Styles eats out porn's pew? she didn't like that um yeah. but you know and you know that that sex scene honestly it's there's nothing groundbreaking or novel about it you know it, it's mm-hmm. just not you know it's it's your standard sex scene between two a-listers that you'll see in a rated r movie and an erotic thriller like if you've seen fatal attraction you've seen the level of, of sexiness this movie is trying to convey right mm. so you know if, if you're going in there being like "Ooh, we're gonna see like sex scenes never before seen no 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 now um you know like i said before and I i keep repeating myself harry styles cannot master subtlety of human expression he just can't Mm -hmm. Uh, either because he's either because he's too preoccupied trying to not break his god-awful American accent or he's trying not to make because it looks somewhere somewhere down the line Olivia Wilde just said you know what just just do your British accent we'll figure it out and you still see him still trying to be like no I can do him You, you know when someone says like just give up but you refuse to give up. So you still keep trying.
1: Yeah. 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 That definitely happened.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, just stop shitting on Harry Styles because I've, I've been yeah. shitting Look, on him.
1: Ha- Harry Styles has a hit song out right now that's been on the top, the number one for its 15th week now. So he's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, we've we'll talk about a little bit about Chris Pratt later, but everyone else, cause this is a pretty stacked cast. Tiki Elaine, who uh who see loved in uh if Beale Street could talk, yes, which I did, yeah, Jeez. yeah. That movie is amazing, but anyway, yeah, and and I really liked her as the as the heir apparent in uh Coming to America, the sequel. Mm. Um, she has this natural charisma and openness to her that I, you re- you really you really see the makings of. A really big star in her where mm-hmm. I'm like where I'm like you're gonna get a superhero movie or you're gonna get you're gonna get a franchise movie and everyone in the world is gonna know your name right mm-hmm. she was also in another movie we reviewed uh uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers that's where right. where where she where she's suffering from the same thing she's suffering in this movie she's just there and and the thing is this movie is giving her not a nothing thing, it's not giving her a big role but it's giving her the pivotal role she's she's kind of in the she's kind of she's the inciting incident yeah she's the inciting incident and it's like it's like olivia Wilde just went up to her and said just act just act crazy or no act crazy but not the loud crazy the quiet crazy the the crazy where you're kind of catatonic depression she yeah she wanted her
1: to embody depression and sh- sure she does that and but it's just like you yes she's she's fine for the role she's fine but the problem is the movie is just like the movie almost this is the movie uses her when it just barely needs her it doesn't actually use her as an actual character yeah it's like we need to place her here and then we see this scene and we do a close-up of this and then we remove her from the film and then we put her here and we do this and then that's it and we will take
0: it away now it's like it used her in a very weird way basically it was like it was like the the big thing is that so normally in these types of movies right uh it if the inciting incident is attached to a particular character, we see that character kind of as the status quo with our main character. Mm -hmm. In this case, it'd be like, we'd see Kiki Lane and Florence Pugh hanging out being friends. Mm -hmm. We never see that in this movie. Even though there's a line where she was like, she was my best friend. I'm like, you never hung out with her. Yeah. The only time they interact is when the movie just wants Kiki Lane to act weird. Yeah. Right. And it's like. Like you hang out with Olivia Wilde more. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's the thing. It's like it's like, oh, she's so weird, and you know, kind of foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Florence Pugh. And I'm like, well, I I don't see, I I don't believe that they are even friends. You know, like yeah. I don't even believe they would they would sh- know each other's phone number because they she only pops up when she needs to when in they need to show like Florence Pugh seeing something weird. Yeah, and I'm like, all is not as it seems. Yeah. I read somewhere that this role was originally going to be played by Dakota Johnson, but then she dropped out. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. Like the, your role just requires you to act weird, right? Well, and they stand also, on the roof of a house for like they, three seconds.
1: They also pointed, the, act, uh, the actress also admitted that there's a lot more they shot and wasn't used, which I also believe completely.
0: Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just such a weird thing where as an editorial decision, you're like, okay, so this character is kind of what's going to set off the narrative, but we're only going to, we're going to cut everything about her, you know, before, before the change, we're going to cut everything where she's interacting with the, with the main character as a friend. We're just going to leave the stuff where she's weird and not really provide a lot of context and why we're not providing context. Cause we really want to have the audience wonder what's going on. Yeah. And uh, it's just... I, yeah. Was
1: that the hope in the edit? where They're looking at the edit and we are like, if we just have a bunch of weird stuff going on and make them wonder what's happening, we can keep this going. Yeah. Was that maybe the thinking? I, I, I guess
0: know. because something I noticed the film was doing over and over again was that... Uh, and...
1: <gasps> that ba- reminds ba- me... Ba- okay.
0: Basically, uh, whenever there's a big party scene, right? Mm-hmm. Certain characters would talk to each other and they would talk to each other in a way that would raise your eyebrow mm-hmm. and then other characters you know would be acting would be talking like normal like friends like neighbors blah 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 mm-hmm. and the movie kept doing this where character characters would get in a group of always in a group of 3 weirdly get in a group of 3 reference or talk about something or whisper something and i would raise my eyebrow i'm like okay it's trying it, it's really trying to raise the red flag of like oh these people may know what's going on mm-hmm. but the problem is the 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 problem is is that we we never get a sense we never get a sense of what the scope of it is, right? We just hear weird things and we see weird things and we see people do something suspicious and we're like oh, okay, but there's no coherentness to it, right? And then obviously when the when the revelation happens, you're like, now it all makes sense. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess, but at this point. I feel like you could have gotten rid of all those little dialogue, mini dialogue scenes and replaced it with something that, I don't know, helped build character for, for Harry Styles, or actually helped build character for, for kind of the supporting cast around the two leads. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause listen, I'm not going to say Nick Kroll and Gemma Chan and um, um, the guy who played the doctor. I'm not saying that those guys are like, are like the best math method actors in the world. Mm-hmm. but instead of them doing stuff where they're just kind of being weird or being suspicious, why don't you actually try to develop them as characters so, you know, we can be more invested in the narrative, but they, they don't do that. Um I
1: just forgot a third red herring, the rings. That didn't make sense. Yeah. Go on. Yeah.
0: Sorry. That's just another example. No, no, no. That's, that's something else. Like you're like, okay, we always see these rings and then they just lead to nothing. Yeah. The only character they actually were like, Hey, you know, let's give some dimension to this one is Olivia Wilde's character. And the movie's like, the movie's like, okay, we got to wrap this up. Here's this, here's this uh, bit of character building for her. And now we're we're off to the races. And I'm like, wait, that's interesting. That's really, w- w- you bring up something that's really interesting that asks a lot of ethical questions. And then you're like, oh, but, but, but we got to go. We got to go. Oh, we got to run. Forget we that. run. I remember, see, I turned to you and I'm like, that's a really interesting idea and they just threw it away. Yeah. Like we are like why? That's so that's that's also, really interesting. I also want to point out
1: based on the way that character was acting around that thing um when you find out that's the main reason for that thing you're like but
0: that doesn't make sense for that character. It's no. interesting but it doesn't make sense for that character. No, it do- it doesn't make sense but like it doesn't make sense because it's really not like elaborated upon it's like let me show you this crazy thing or let me show you this this interesting thing about my my myself and oh, off to the rate we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta wrap this up in like 10 minutes yeah um yeah no it's just this this film and i'm sure see you would agree this film is the hallmark of a movie where the script really just was not ready for prime time i i don't know how it made the blacklist honestly. I think what happened is, it.
1: Sometimes, you so another good example of a black of a blacklist script where you're where you're shocked that it ended up as high as it did is Passengers. Frankly, oh yeah, yeah, I referenced so,
0: Passengers earlier.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But what I'm saying is, in the same, so it's interesting to find that there are now multiple movies. Again, I'm not the Blacklist is still an amazing not competition isn't the right word, but form for, for, you know, writers who really haven't gotten, who haven't made a mark to really present what they're trying to do. It's a fantastic avenue for that. But I've noticed there are a couple of films now, these two mainly, where it's, you're looking at this and it's like, really? The Blacklist people thought this was a really, really good script. Now, to be clear, there are scripts where they really, nail on it or hit the money the best that i mentioned earlier is eight, is bo burnham's eighth grade that's a fantastic script i think it's amazing um and the blacklist hidden on the money that was a great movie but then you see this and it's just like i agree with you you're like wait where where are they thinking that this is something incredible where are they seeing this as an undiscovered missing gem because that's really what they're trying to do
0: now i I was talking with our friends, uh, Lord and Gov. We, we were yes. having dinner together, and I was talking with them. And we talked about the blacklist, and we talked about how it seems like it, it, there's the apparent there. There seems to be this, or I had this theory. That's the best way to. I had this theory that it it looks like the blacklist readers, they're more hooked by like by like the the log line, the pitch. Mm. They're they're more hooked by by a very simple pitch versus the execution of said pitch. Mm -hmm. because um, i'm not going to say what movies but this this movie is stepford wives plus blank i'm not going to say the movie Mm because that might give away that will give away (laughs) that will give away but but definite and passengers is basically um uh god what was that movie called it's basically the blue lagoon meets uh meets um meets sci-fi or the blue, the blue lagoon in a spaceship. Yeah. And, and and I think they're more, they're more titillated by those log lines than they are by the actual scripts. That's my theory. And I might be, you know, I'm, I might be full of shit, but that's kind of been my theory.
1: Interesting. I'll have to observe that more where you're like, where you're like,
0: they're more, they're more, they're more, they're, they're taken in. By the, by the potential. By the potential, by the by the logline, by the this meets that genre mashup, than they necessarily are about the actual narrative. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my conspiracy theory. Um, but see, uh, you know, uh, I think we've said all yeah, we can we say said, about... We've said worry, without, giving, without giving it away. Like, what were you going to say? Uh, no, exactly. We said all we could say without giving it away. So uh, what's the rating you're going to give it? So I give it a meh. Um, I can't say this sucks because
1: it's pretty Olivia Wilde does a great job and Chris Pine does a great job too. Um, but with all the problems that this movie's had, I can't give it anything more than that. But I I it's it's a meh. Um do you need to see this in theaters? No, you really don't.
0: Um like You don't even need to see this on HBO Max when it pops up there.
1: Oh, because it will. Um yeah, just. Did you watch the trailer? You're good. You you see what this movie <laughs> you see what this movie is doing. Like you you see that in feature form. So I give it a meh because it it has it has some great parts to it, but as a whole, it just doesn't work. I would say if the leading if. Harry, the Harry Styles' role was played by, I'm not even saying that it can, it can be played by anybody. If that performance was good, like really as good as Florence Pugh's, it might be just barely a movie. Like it would be one of those things where it's like, you know what, the the, the chemistry between these two actors is great, so that part's really well done. They have but no
0: chemistry. They
1: don't. They Oh don't. my God. I just realized that they don't have any chemistry. Well, she's, she's doing all of it. Like yeah. for me, okay. A good example where I thought like this could have been like Malcolm Marie, Malcolm and Marie, but with a twist. Cause I, Malcolm and Marie for me has problems,
0: but I enjoyed it because I thought the actors really played off of each other really yeah. well. Isaiah Zendaya and John David Washington, uh, yeah. David, John, is it David or John? Either way, it's George, but no, no, John David Washington. They actually have chemistry together. Like you buy that. They are a couple who've been together for, for years at that point.
1: Yeah. You buy that. It works. It makes sense. So if if they had that going, it's like, okay, the dynamic here, you could then say, well, at least more than half of the movie is, is, is enjoyable because the dynamic is really good, but it's not, it's just not. So you can't, what?
0: No, I'm just saying, oh, my God, like, like, it
1: just,
0: how, okay. So, yeah, meh, don't see it in, don't see it in theaters. I was going to say, um, how can you call yourself a director? And I'm certain Olivia Wilde had to do a screen test with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. How can you, and, you know, they always have, like, a little camcorder there to record them doing the scene. How can you not look at that video and be like, oh, yeah. They're not going to work well together or in the sense of like, there's no chemistry there. There's no spark. How do you know there was a screen test for Harry Styles? Good point.
1: I'm just saying good, good knowing what we know, how do we, how are we sure yeah. that there was a screen test involved in that?
0: <sighs> That's so true. Um, Yeah. I also give this a meh. This is a, this is a actually worry, darling. It's meh. <laughs> um, the, the... Darling, I'm concerned. Yeah, darling, I'm concerned. Sorry, this is no, meh. darling, I'm worried. Yeah, darling, I'm worried. This is meh. Um, the 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 film, literally, the only leg this film has is Florence Pugh's performance. That's it. That's all it has. Florence Pugh's performance, good cinematography, and I would say there are individual sequences that are very well edited together that that make you feel the anxiety she feels actually guys you can go to
1: youtube and there's a dinner party scene where it's Florence Pugh and Chris Pine and they're arguing with a bunch of guests uh you can uh, get that you can get 90% of that scene on youtube like and let me be clear warner brothers put it out it's not like illegally streamed warner brothers put it out that's the best scene in the movie watch yeah. that and yeah. then you're good
0: yeah the, the, those are the only legs the film has is that if you're a Florence Pugh fan, you can watch this just for her and be like, wow, she's really, when is she going to win the Oscar? If yeah. if you like Maddie LeBeek, the DP, again, he does really good stuff here. Um, you know, if, if you just want to see the 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 best, like, I guess, scares this movie has, uh, like like uh, C's mentioned, they're probably already on YouTube. If you watch this in theaters and leave angry at this, at this point, it's kind of your fault. That's your own. <laughs> uh, fault. Um, the, the, the film suffers from the, the, the biggest sin I, I give this film is the fact that Katie Silverman says she did a page one rewrite, but it seems like all she did was just add more characters. Yeah. And well,
1: I think that's what they thought the problem was when in fact there was there were bigger glaring problems. Yeah,
0: there were bigger glaring problems. Not everything is solved by just adding more characters. Um and honestly, like listen, like <gasps> Olivia Wilde, like I'm still not convinced, is a great director. And now I'm I don't know if I can be convinced that she's a good director because I just the the stuff with Harry Styles, it's it's like I just like the listen if if I didn't know they were dating at the time or if I don't know if they're still dating, I don't know if I didn't know they were a couple at the time, I would have assumed that like, oh well, the studio mandated Harry Styles on uh, Olivia Wilde. That's not the case. She says she says he was her first choice, and I'm just like, what like listen i I actually really like um uh, da, da, da Dunkirk. I really like Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. He is not—he's not the standout in Dunkirk. He's not, um, and I, I just can't imagine how you would watch that or watch any of the music videos where he is quote unquote required to act and be like, oh, he's gonna be my co-lead. No, I just that—that's—that's that's really the biggest thing I'm mad about. Like, obviously, listen, the resolution I think is terrible, but that—that that shit happens. You think something works, and it's only when it's on screen where you're like, oh shit, that actually really doesn't work. But the Harry Styles being in this movie—that's like what like how, how did how did this get through many levels of quality control where someone's like oh yeah we want to put that on a big screen we want to put this guy who all he can do is shout or cry or or be charming but he can't act actual emotions and he can't hold a midwestern accent so yeah this is this is a this is a meh this again this is not a film you should see in theaters um, don't even watch it on hbo max the best scenes are probably going to be on YouTube now or something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much it for my rant on Don't Worry Darling. Um, <sighs> I, I, I have to say, um, like, I'm, I am also am relieved because, you know, the internet can be crazy at times. Uh, I'm relieved that the, let's just say that the f- internet feminists did not make this movie into their, like, uh, hill to die on because no mm-hmm. one's defending this movie you're even claiming that this movie is good so no one's claiming it <laughs> don't don't worry that thinking like if you don't watch this you're a misogynist no don't worry about that the, the fem- this is, shitting on this movie is feminist approved well i think also once people realize that the possible
1: real problems that hap- were happening on set were are pretty much once we realized Olivia Wilde's side was proven to be not correct and again, that does not all that does not validate what Shia LaBeouf was fully saying either. I have no doubt Florence Pugh had an issue with Shia LaBeouf based on the things we've heard. How Shia LaBeouf can be on set. So I'm not denying. Oh that yeah, no, she, Sh- not Sh- not Shia, LaBeouf,
0: Shia LaBeouf. isn't isn't uh isn't someone you are just like. Oh yeah, I'd love to work with him. He he has his issues. Yeah, serious yeah. issues. Yeah, I am. I have no
1: doubt that. Olivia Wilde, like day three, was like, I cannot work with him for X, Y, and Z reasons based on things I've heard in the past with other movies. Anyways, point being, based on all the other things they've heard, we've heard from both Onset, Offset, um, and the issues and how the rumors that surround Olivia Wilde and how she handled this. And then once we had evidence suggesting that she maybe did not do what she said she did with regards to Shia LaBeouf, she loses a lot of credibility there, so I think once that ha- once that happened, a lot of a lot of people who were originally taking uh, Olivia Wilde's side kind of backed away. Also, Olivia Wilde apparently, you know, when the premiere of Don't Worry, Darling came out, quite literally, the way it worked is apparently she was. Sh- fun fact: She's going to be in Dune Part Two. And basically she took an afternoon, flew to where the premiere was. And then like, once the movie was done, she came right back. What I do love is apparently Olivia Wilde showed up, didn't show up for the red carpet, showed up a, like a few minutes before the movie start with a drink in hand, which is really, that says a lot. She's like, I'm just here for a good time. I'm out as soon as this is done. And that was it. Like hey. She didn't show up for the red carpet and she did not show up for the Q&A. And she, did not, she was the only major actor who did not promote this movie at all on any of her personal social media stuff whatsoever
0: hey and she didn't appear on any talk shows either
1: none she didn't say jack about it and her excuse has been well i'm on dune it's like well you know you're on dune but social you're very actively not promoting this on social media
0: when everyone else is yeah again the like (sighs) this movie honestly is so mediocre it's not even worth having drama over but people did so yeah. here we are well in any case uh this has been what do you think uh i'm al i'm c Till next time see you guys